This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. And a guten Erev Shabbos. I'm Mashi Lipsker. And here we stand on the threshold of Rosh Hashanah and a new year. And the operative word is we stand. We're strong, we're firm, we're confident. The Shabbos that we are approaching now is not only the last Shabbos of the year, but it's also the Shabbos where the new year is contained because we know that the Shabbos blesses all the days of the week and that the Shabbos before contains all the days for the week ahead. So this is the Shabbos that contains Rosh Hashanah. And of course, Rosh Hashanah contains the whole year. And it's a Shabbos to realign ourselves within ourselves, with others, to focus on our purpose on earth. And it's a Shabbos in which we prepare to renew, to dedicate ourselves to what we truly are, to actually focus on the goal, our goal, as a neshama within a body, as a soul within an earthly body. And of course, this is the seventh day in the 12 days of preparation between Chai Elul and Rosh Hashanah. Chai Elul, last Shabbos, was the day that launched the 12 days of preparation, each one corresponding to one month of the year. And here we are today, on the seventh day, which corresponds to the month of Nisan, the month of liberation, the month in which we were in Egypt but also left Egypt, and the Hebrew word for Egypt, Mitzrayim. She has a root with the word Meitzar, difficulty, Tsaurus. May today be a day of liberation from all the things that hold us back from committing ourselves to having a good and sweet year. We have a mission in this world. And our mission is to elevate creation and to reveal the true essence of creation which is God's creation, which he not only created 5,700 and almost 78 years ago, but it is a day, it is a time to reveal our true essence. We also have a spiritual essence. All of the world is really spiritual. It looks physical because that's God's will. It too is a creation of Hashem. He created the physical covering called oilam, from the word helem, hidden. From the 18th of Elul, these 12 days of preparation, we not only do a cheshbon hanefesh of the 12 months that passed, but we actually are preparing for the time ahead. That's Elul. It's not just days of reflection and regret, but essentially these are days of preparation toward the brand new year. And we want to talk more about 
why this day is called Roish, Roish Hashanah. But we'll be right back after this short break. This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. I'm Mashi Lipsker. And we're speaking about where we are now and what lies ahead. We are now coming to the end of the month of Elul. In fact, tomorrow is the anniversary of the beginning of creation. Tomorrow, the 25th day of Elul, mirrors the day that God began to create. Tomorrow is the day in which God created, all those years ago, light and darkness. And Sunday, the heavens, day two of creation. And Monday, Monday will mirror the third day of creation when God gathered all the waters and put them into the seas and adorned the dry land with vegetation. And what about Tuesday? Well, Tuesday will be like the fourth day of creation, the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets. And Wednesday, the fish, the birds, the rodents, the insects. And then Wednesday night will be the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, which is the anniversary of the creation of man and woman. We need to prepare. This is not just the beginning of the year. This is called Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. Why was that name chosen? Well, it's just like the head guides all the limbs in a body. Rosh Hashanah is the day, the holy spiritual day, that is going to infuse the entire year with spiritual energy. And spiritual energy is the real energy. Rosh Hashanah is the guide that will guide all the days as the head guides the limbs of the body. We are spiritual beings. Our neshama precedes and succeeds our earthly journey. Rosh Hashanah, we realign with our purpose. Why are we down here? Why did God put a pure, heavenly, spiritual, beautiful soul into a physical, limiting body? We need to realize that everything is actually spiritual, and our job is to elevate and reveal it. So Rosh Hashanah is the time when we realign with our purpose. We rededicate ourselves to our purpose. Rosh Hashanah guides and redirects us to fulfill our mission according to the will of the creator of the entire universe. So, of course, during these final days of Elul, we are making that cheshben hanefesh. We are reflecting. We are making a reckoning. And these days allow us to realign. But the parsha begins with standing. You all stand this day from your heads of your tribes all the way down to the woodchoppers and the water drawers. All of us, no matter who we are, stand in readiness if we prepare on Rosh Hashanah, prepare during Elul, we're prepared for the day of the Rosh, 
the day of the head. We need to focus on the fact that Rosh Hashanah, the day that will guide and direct and focus us for the entire year, is about to happen. Rosh Hashanah wants to keep us going throughout the year, just as the head directs every activity of the body. Rosh Hashanah was decided upon. When should Rosh Hashanah be? Which day of the year would be God's day of beginning of the year? And he decided to set it for the sixth day of creation, the day on which man and woman were created, despite the fact that there were five days before. What was created on the five days before? All the inanimate, all the plant life, and the animal life. Of course, the big animals were created in the morning of the sixth day, but the smaller ones were all created on the first five days and in the early morning of the sixth. Everything that fills the world that preceded man's creation was created before him. And then, in the afternoon of the sixth day, Adam, Adam, and then his wife. And that sixth day is Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the day that man was created. Why? Because just as the head contains all the reason, man is the reason for creation, and man has been imbued with the power to complete all of creation. The way Hashem made the world... He structured it so that the inanimate, the domain, the silent, the water, the earth, the minerals, in addition to doing what they do, they also nourish plant life. The plant draws from the earth, needs the water, needs the minerals. And then when the plant draws from the domain, the inanimate, the tzomeach, the plant life, can rise and become something that grows, something that actually changes. But it needs the domain, the earth, the minerals, the water in order to do that. And then animal life eats, is nourished by that which grows. And what happens then? The animal elevates the inanimate and the plant life and it becomes part of the animal. So the plant life is now elevated, bringing with it the inanimate, the water, the minerals, etc. And it becomes transformed. It now goes up a level. And all three nurture Mankind. Man is called Midaber, the communicator. In man, everything from the inanimate plant life and animal life become transformed into the part, into a part of the human being. And the human being is called Bechir Hanivroim. He is called the choice, the purpose, the goal of creation. When man lives everything, when we do everything just because we are aware that I am here to serve God, 
I do everything correctly. And I draw from the world to energize myself in order to have the health, the strength, in order to bring everything in the world to the next level up, then I and all of creation, every part of the world, can reach perfection. That's what Adam did on the first day that he was created. The minute he was created, he opened his eyes. He recognized there was a God in the world. And he called out to all of creation, Come, let us bow down. Let us bend the knee. We say it on Friday night in Kabbalah Shabbos in Lechunaranana. It was Adam who called out, Come everybody, everything. Let us bow down. Let us serve our Maker. All of creation from the first moment was brought by Adam to focus on the goal. Adam was Bechir Hanivroim. He was the one, and we after him, for which everything was created before. And although it's the sixth day of creation, Rosh Hashanah, nevertheless, it's on the day of man's creation. Because man is the one who has to be the Rosh. He has to lead all of creation as the head leads the body. All the days leading up were a preparation for the goal, who is man, and man's goal, Leshamesh is kindly to serve his creator. Already on day one, we already know that the goal is day six. Day six of creation, the creation of man. And in fact, day six of the month of Sivan, the date that the Torah was giving, given, because the goal of creation is man, and through the guidance of how to negotiate this spiritual world which looks physical, man will be able, in the natural world, to serve his creator. You know, sometimes we become like the inanimate. We become numb. But we need to push ourselves to become tzomeach, to grow, and to bring even our high. We've got a high inside ourselves, which is our animal drives. We need to synthesize everything to serve our Creator. And that brings us to the parsha this week. We have many parts inside of ourselves, and we want to stand unified before Hashem. There are many parts within the nation as well. And when we stand unified, God blesses us with a good, sweet year. The Parsha that's always read before Rosh Hashanah is the Parsha about standing together. No matter what we do, if we do it with love for the other, with unity, an amazing thing happens. God blesses us as one. So despite the fact that some people are intellectual and other people have different jobs in this world, some people are very simple. We are born with certain abilities or inabilities. Nevertheless, when we stand together, the Medrash tells us an amazing thing. It says 
Our nation is compared to reeds, thin little sticks, very, very delicate. And the way the world works, the way nature works, if you take all a whole bunch of little sticks and tie them together into one bundle, nobody can break them in one go. But one by one, even a baby can break. When we stand together with strength, unified, bundled together, we are blessed. We say in the prayers, in the davening, Bless us, all of us, in the merit of our unity. So whether somebody is learned, a leader, or somebody is just a water drawer, which is menial work, and he just, he doesn't think, he doesn't need to know much to do it. He just needs to do it. Nevertheless, when we stand united, respecting one another, we complete one another. God forbid if we stand on our own, we can, God forbid, break. We need to be part of the bundle. And part of the bundle means a few things. When we're part of the bundle, it's difficult to break us. And what does it mean to stand together? It means to care, despite the fact that I might be the leader. Nevertheless, I recognize that without the water carrier, without the wood chopper, I am not complete. In fact, it is the leg that takes the head where it needs to go. We all have a part to play. So the question is asked, we are actually, our souls are actually a part of God. It should be impossible to break us. Even as a single reed, if we are from a strong spiritual source, how can we break? And why is it that in the bundle we cannot or do not break? And the answer is that outside forces can't break us. They can't damage us. It is only we who, God forbid, damage ourselves. And the reed, when it gets a crack, that's us. We can crack ourselves somewhere. It can be a slight crack, but we lose our perfection, our wholeness, our strength, because the crack will widen. It never remains small. And God forbid... When we crack ourselves, when we become weak in the things that we need to do from within, and it is about the Torah and the mitzvahs and self-discipline, then the outside forces can, God forbid, hurt us and break us. How does that happen? It happens when we are on our own. But if we're in the bundle, unified, even if we're a little bit cracked, we can still stand fully strong. The others hold us up. They help us. They protect us. And in that protection, we begin to repair. So what are these spiritual cracks? What are they? When we become weakened in our connection to our essence, to God. Hashem has given us 
his Torah, his guidance, and his mitzvahs, his instructions to keep us whole. And when we keep them, we have clarity of focus. We know where we're going. We feel happy. We feel directed. We don't feel confused. And we know why we're here. We are here to elevate the inanimate and the plant life and the animal life. We are here to elevate every aspect of self and every aspect of the world. Very often just by living the way we need to. The question is, what cracks us? What damages us? And basically, it's two different things. For some, it's one. For others, it's the other. Oh. This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. I'm Mashi Lipsker. This is 101.9 Chai FM. And this is the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. In fact, this is a Shabbos which normally would be Shabbos Mavorachim, the Shabbos in which the new month is blessed. But we're told that God blesses this month. And because He blesses the month coming up, the seventh month, the month of Tishrei, it empowers us to bless the other 11. But it's the last Shabbos of the year. Let's not forget the days are getting longer. And we're going to light our Shabbos candles at 5.43. Shabbos will be out tomorrow night at 6.32. And tomorrow night is Slichus, those special prayers that prepare us even more intensely for Rosh Hashanah. Of course, the Svardim have been saying Slichus all month, but the Ashkenazim begin minimum of four days before Rosh Hashanah. But we're still talking about being in the month of Elul, and trying to draw a lesson from the Parsha, which will prepare us to ask and receive a good and sweet year. The Parsha is Nitzavim, standing. And the question is, how can we stand firmly? Especially keeping in mind that our sages tell us that Atem Nitzavim Hayoim Kulchem, Although it's Moshe Rabbeinu telling the people, you stand firmly, all of you today. Our sages say, Hayoim, the day is Yoimo de Dinorabo, the day of the great judgment. We're speaking about Rosh Hashanah, when all of us will, please God, be able to stand firmly and receive a good and sweet year. So we were saying that when we stand together as a bundle, we are not easily hurt, God forbid. In fact, in the community, together with others, together and unified, where we see no fault in the other, but we feel we're a part of the other, we actually have a place in which our own spiritual cracks can heal. So we want to know what are the spiritual cracks. When we become weak in Torah and mitzvahs, how does that happen? So in the Musaf Davening on Rosh Hashanah, there's a quote from the book of Isaiah Yeshayahu. And the prediction is that in the time of the future, those lost in the land of Ashur will come back. And those pushed in the land of Egypt, those who were pushed aside or forced into the land of Egypt, there are two types 
of difficulties, two types of challenges that take us away from our mission to reveal the godliness and to refine this world. One of them is poverty, and the other one is plenty. So when it says, those pushed into the land of Egypt, we understand Egypt, Mitzrayim, is like Tsaurus, poverty, oppression, like they oppressed us in Egypt, remembering that today is the day that we do Teshuva on the month of Nisan. When we count from Chai Elul, and every day we do Teshuva in these 12 days for one of the months of the past year. So let's think about it. In Egypt, they forced the people to do backbreaking labor, and the people could not keep up with being loyal to Hashem because of how difficult that oppression was. And we understand people in Russia behind the Iron Curtain, people in countries where it's dangerous to say you're a Jew, and they go underground like the Muranos. They don't announce it. They do it quietly. And very often, the children don't continue. You don't have the same teaching and the same strengthening. And that's an exile, a difficulty, a crack that comes to the reed because of oppression. But then Isaiah says, those who were lost in the land of Ashur, Ashur from the word osher, pleasure, happiness, this is another type of exile when we have too much materialism. And that is the test of wealth. We have everything. Nobody bothers us. Nobody enslaves us. Nobody tells us what to do. We're free to do whatever we want. But it can lead us to think, I am in charge. You know why I'm so okay? Because I worked hard. You know why I'm so okay? Because I'm so clever. My efforts created this mansion, this business. I got this car because I'm so clever. I have these clothes because I have such good taste, and I worked so hard, etc., etc. And when you think it's your cleverness, you don't think about Hashem. And what this is, this is the exile of Ashur. And we know that King Sancheriv took us away from Eretz Yisrael and from Yerushalayim. And the inner meaning of this exile is Eretz Yisrael. If we leave Eretz Yisrael, the spiritual meaning of the place where God's eyes are always watching you, there's a spiritual awareness and a spiritual protection. It's a land where you feel God close to you. And he took us away from Yerushalayim, Jerusalem. And what is Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim is the perfection of fear of heaven, Yerei Sholem, where we feel a fear, an awe of the majesty of God. And Sanchei took us away from Eretz Yisrael, took us away from Yerushalayim, took us away from spiritual awareness to where? To Ashur, to a place of materialism. And in that place, it's a big exile, leaving Eretz Yisrael, leaving Yerushalayim. We don't have that protection, that awe of heaven anymore. We no longer feel 
God's presence and closeness. And then, of course, it can damage, it can crack our connection to Torah and mitzvahs. And that's a much harder trial than the trial of oppression, of squeezing us. And that's why it says those who were lost in the land of Ashur, because there you can become totally, God forbid, assimilated and lost. But Mitzrayim, you're just pushed into Mitzrayim. And, you know, it's a place which is far. Nevertheless, you don't become totally destroyed. And we need to understand that our work now is to stand together and to care about each other, to stand together. Because when we are in an environment where other people do the right thing, it will rub off on us. It will heal our cracks. We need to be in a good environment. We need to put our children into a good environment. And in that way, we can become spiritually sensitized. We are unified with the biggest tzaddik, and the protection is there. And we all stand complete on that day in front of Hashem himself. And the greatest, the greatest satisfaction for us and the protection for us is to care about other people. You know, the Rebbe once asked someone about the welfare of that person's elderly relative and said to him, See to it that he continues to work and encourage him to not stop being active. So the man exclaimed, but Rebbe, he's already over 70 years old. (laughs) Then he, he caught himself and he realized the Rebbe, to whom he's speaking, was also over 70 years old. And with a smile, the Rebbe connected with that thought and said, I, too, am more than 70 years old, and I have plans for another 10 years and and thereafter for another 10. We need to understand no matter how much we've achieved in this world, we have so much more to give and the world is waiting. The older the Rebbe got, the more he did. He pushed himself, no doubt. And what the Rebbe achieved as he got older cannot be compared to what he achieved or what he seemed, what we thought he achieved in the early years. The older he got, the busier he got. The more Jews he reached, the more goodness he did for the world at large. We all need to understand that that unity fills us up. When we care about others, it just makes all the difference to ourselves. We don't always feel it or see it. But we definitely need to know that standing together brings the most amazing blessings. Not so important if the shoes match the dress. I'm coming to shul and and I want to be in the latest fashion or the people will praise my, my wonderful brisket. No, no, no. Let's reach out to another Jew with another mitzvah to light candles this Shabbos will beautify your yontif much more than any beautifully laid table. And to see that somebody else lights a candle for Shabbos in the right time and with the right bracha will bring you blessings thousandfold. And Hashem blesses us for standing together. 
when we care about Hashem's children, there's no reward that the Father doesn't want to shower upon us. That is the way that we truly not only have a good year, but please God, so many others will have a good year as well. You know the best investment. It's to give it away. In terms of money, you give it to tzedakah, you always have it. Not only will Hashem pay you back many times more, but the money you gave away is always yours. The time you spend for others, it's time that is encased in eternity. The mitzvah you got someone else to do will bring you eternal blessings to your children, their children, and their children after them. By the way, it's almost Rosh Hashanah. And you could start the new year with a real sparkle by winning a beautiful diamond. It's the Diamond Channel competition on Chai FM. That's right. The Diamond Channel still wants to give away that diamond worth 20000 bucks. It could be yours. All you have to do is guess the color and the size of this magnificent diamond. Well, how do you do that? Well, the color and the size. It's so easy. Choose a color from I or J. And the size, 0.4 carat to 0.49 carat. And the cut is around brilliant. And the clarity is SI2. So just guess the color and the size. Is it I or J? And is it 0.4 carat, anywhere from there to 0.49 carat? And you can guess three times. Just send your entries to admin at the diamondchannel.co.za and guess the color and the size. That's the Diamond Channel, putting a sparkle in your eyes, but not a hole in your pocket. So I'm going to wish you all a good gebenchtjör. When we wish each other, it is very much valued by the Creator. When one person wishes another goodness, in heaven they say Amen. Let us not only wish each other goodness, but let us share the goodness that we have. A word of inspiration, a word of Torah, a word of consolation, a word of upliftment. And then let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's look around and see. Does someone else have a dress for Yontif? Does someone else have the wherewithal to buy what they need for Yontif? And let's think not only about the mitzvahs we can do, but how many mitzvahs can we get others to do? May it be a good and sweet year for you and all of yours, for all of Klal Yisrael and for the entire world. For indeed, Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of the world when all God's creatures will be judged. Everything, anything that was ever created, the angels, the souls, humankind, and everything in this universe. May we see to it that we as mankind lead all of creation to recognize godliness, to serve the Creator. And that is the greatest credit to us to reveal the purpose for which God actually created the world. A guten Shabbos, a guten Yontif, a guten Tomid.